Hello, human peoples. You're listening to the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. Support us and gain access to great exclusive podcasts like Fox Mulder is a Maniac, Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Star Trek The Next Futurama, and our latest show, Spiel Boys. Head over to patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. We do game streaming, movie nights with our patrons every Friday night, and you can even commission your own podcast about anything you want. Literally anything, within reason, and we have to do it. You are quite frankly out of excuses not to go visit patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. Oh, yeah. Ah, drinking water. Hey. Hi, everybody. Hello, everyone. (laughs) My name is David Bell. My name is Tom Ryman. And we just watched Crimson Tide. Crimson Tide. You know... Not much crimson in this tide. I I gotta no, say. You see, you, you see, Dave. It is. Uh, it's a playful little reference, both to uh, the, I think the University of Alabama. They mention it in the movie where they say "Roll Tide" because um, oh. it's called the tide, and the and the submarine in uh, this movie is is called the uh, it's the USS Alabama. And then also okay. you see crimson tide because red because the Ruskies, Dave. Oh, so there's layers to it. There's layers. Okay. To it. Perfect, perfect title. Those sailors out there are just boys. Boys who are training to do a terrible and unthinkable thing. And if that ever occurs, the only reassurance they'll have that they're doing the proper thing is going to derive from their unqualified belief in the unified chain of command. That means we don't question each other's motives in front of the crew. It means we don't undermine each other. It means they hear your voice right after mine without hesitation. So this is brought to you all by Vincent. This is a Patreon produced. We just watched episode, uh, which I feel like people already know because it's Crimson Tide, which didn't just come out. (laughs) It's not a recent film, but thank you so much, Vincent. No. I, thank you, Vincent. Yes, I, I, as I commented to Tom before we started, I think I've seen this before, but it's been so long that I might as well have not seen it. Because I, in my head, I was like, "Yeah, I know Crimson Tide," and then watching, it, I was like, "Vigo is here." Yeah, James Gandolfini, Steve Zahn. <laughs> yeah, was that Ryan Philippi? Uh, in one shot, maybe there is a guy who looks very Philippi esque. Yeah, this movie, I rented it. It has big Freon Stars energy, and I was surprised that I had to rent it. Not to say that I wasn't uh, it's a, fine well, renting you, you it. You see, it's a Hollywood Pictures film, so technically it should be on Disney+. Plus. Oh, yeah. This if should ever be on a Disney movie Plus. belonged on Disney+, Plus, yeah. it was, it was uh, 1995's Crimson Tide. Yeah. Uh, so this is, man, mm, mm, submarine political thriller. Gene Hackman versus Denzel. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Super old Super Troopers is the Russian leader, too. What's his name? Oh, the guy who plays D- the evil. D- Daniel Von Bargen. He's also yeah. uh, George Costanza's boss. He is. Uh, for a couple um, of. Yes, that was Ryan Philippi. I just looked it up. Nice. Yeah. This movie has everybody. Is Was that Fabrizio? Yeah, Fabrizio is a huge role. This is like <laughs> right around this time. He's also, Fabrizio, is he also in The Rock? He is also in The Rock, yeah. yeah. Which has 
a similar direction, even though Crimson Tide is directed by Tony Scott, obviously. Uh, the Rock right. is directed by Michael Bay. Uh, but they both have a Hans Zimmer score that is almost identical. Yep. Like Hans Zimmer was just Hans Zimmer's like military slash being at sea score is the same music. So the score for like <laughs> this movie, The Rock, uh, a little bit of Con Air, and all the Pirates movies sound exactly the fucking same. Yeah, it's Hans incredible. Just sh- he's just shitting those it's out. Incredible. <laughs> yeah, um, how identical <laughs> I, the scores to all these films I, are. I like Hans Zimmer, but he does feel very lazy to me. A lot, a lot of the times, yeah. His, yeah. his Batman score was pretty sweet. Um, oh yeah, it was great. But uh, oh, that's uh. not that's not him. That's uh, Giacchino. His I was thinking oh, of okay. I was thinking of Dune. His Dune score was pretty sweet. Oh, that's also good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sorry. Apologies to Michael Giacchino who did an excellent score for the Batman. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, anyway, this is man. Okay, so this is mid '90s. We're post Cold War, but. So we're still like, there were a lot of movies that came around, came out around this time about the end of the Cold War and about right. the generation of military dudes that are sort of twisting in the wind after it's done. You know what I mean? Right. They, there's always this, I feel like it's any war where they mm-hmm. do the like guys who are, their mindset is still very much in the war. Yes. Right. Yeah. hundred percent. And that's like what this movie is about. Like uh, Gene Hackman is the captain. He's very old school, follow your orders, kill them all till they're dead. And Denzel is like the new generation of soldier who they have a scene. The woke. He's the woke army. A little bit, but like it's, <laughs> yeah. it's like the two philosophies of warfare, basically, where yeah. it's like follow orders no matter what. And then Denzel comes from the philosophy of, you know, you need to question. It's important to question orders and be certain because there is the orders aren't everything like there's there's real real world consequences particularly when nukes are involved like you can't right. just, I just blindly follow orders because it could lead to the death of the planet i just love that the woke army stuff more or less exists in the 90s it's one of those things where it's like yeah of course it's always anytime anything is slightly different or progressive mm-hmm. uh people bitched about it so yeah it's it's like it, it, it's Denzel is just like perhaps maybe we shouldn't blindly nuke a country. Yeah, and they're like ah, don't give me that PC crap. It's re- yeah, it's really <laughs> it's funny wonderful. that like, I mean their their conflict is still holds up. I think oh for sure. But, I think, it, but the idea so, that the idea that Denzel is like this radical new presence is what's kind of quaint twenty five years later, where it's yeah, like oh he's sure. just he's just being a pretty conservative military guy. He's just being intelligent about it. You know, yeah, like he's not that it's, radical of a figure, <laughs> right? So this is like it's dad porn at its best. Oh best, hell right? yes, hell yes! Like, Are you kidding is, me? With growing yeah. up with uh, Navy parents, I saw this movie a bunch when it came out. I hadn't seen yeah. it, I hadn't seen it since though. So it had been a quarter of a century probably since I watched this film last. Right. Um. It, it, it's got everything. It's got the male drama. Uh. Yeah, like the, it's got the, it's, yeah. it's got dudes getting uh, locked in a section of the submarine and drowning, which is a um, a requisite for any submarine film. You have to have right. that scene where they have to make the decision to trap a bunch of men uh, in an area of the submarine and drown in order to save the the whole ship. Oh it's yeah, in every submarine every submarine movie. film has to have that one that yeah. one point. They have to have it. yeah. But it's just, it's dad point in the, like, I think military stuff works really well for this because it's a chance for, like, 
dudes to to be dramatic right Mm -hmm. and to scream at each other yeah and to be passive aggressive and and all these power dynamics and shit it's just mm, Mm -hmm. mm. it's delicious eat it right up yeah yeah and it's in this weird it's in this weird twilight between like war is bad but also it feels still kind of like american propaganda you know it's got that jack ryan feel oh it's extreme it's it's extremely yeah there's a lot of a lot of that in this for sure yeah it's always like we're not questioning the system no it's just this one guy Mm -hmm. who who spoilers at the end it's like ah you we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna the early retirement for almost killing the planet the ending of this movie is such a fucking cop-out for yeah for the for the the for the theme of the film and for like the question that it presents right Uh, like for most of the movie yeah real quick just for most of the movie i was like uh, genuinely surprised at how like oh this movie is actually a lot more thoughtful than i remembered it's it's representing these two ways to view this conflict pretty well um and it seems to make a pretty clear judgment uh on the side of denzel on the side of being intelligent on the side of questioning where your orders are coming from and what their intent is uh, but at the end of the movie, they're just like, you're both right and you're both wrong. It was it was very much good people on both sides. Yes. <laughs> and then, and then like, they're like, yeah, point, Gene, Gene Hackman. Gene Hackman literally, uh, he is the one who commits mutiny uh, in the movie. Uh, and he and hold, he's the he, one who says I was wrong yeah. at the end, too. And he holds two of his crew members uh, at gunpoint and threatens to blow their heads off unless they subvert right uh military regulations and put him back in charge as the captain and let him shoot his nukes like he has done criminal things more than just uh uh, screw ups regulation he has committed crimes he hijacked he's hijacked a submarine to nuke russia and they're like yeah there's good people on both sides (laughs) it is very it is very funny how that is because it's like this idea that like it's like pro rules like in this weird way where they're like yeah i mean technically you sort of bent a rule there denzel so you should have nuked everyone uh like you're both right it's it's just yeah it, it, i i i i'm glad that at the end they say like by the way we, uh since since 1990 whatever the military has changed its policy and like the president is the only person who could launch nukes or whatever like i appreciate they like put that up there of like with this is fiction and it would never happen just for the record oh that used to happen it used to be the case right where there there were they mentioned it briefly in the movie but they uh denzel brings up redundancy but they did have patrolling you know during the cold war at least i'm 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 oh for sure almost positive this is correct i i yeah. might be wrong but yeah they well, would have this movie subs. isn't correct i mean the, well, it's yeah. not based off a true story oh, no no no, no. This it's, didn't it's actually them happen. it's like the ending is them basically saying like this can't happen like right, we've this, changed since yeah there is a very famous story of this almost happening uh with a russian from russia commander yeah yeah I, I heard it was more realistic which is the sub commander saw the like the false positive of nukes and was like i better call this in the sub and then <laughs> yeah the real life guy was denzel basically yeah he was like yeah, i then, should and, verify this before i launch nukes yeah. <laughs> and then he did that and they were like yeah oh don't do that oh yeah i'm glad <laughs> you called like, glad you called yeah. to verify because we super don't want you to launch nukes <laughs> yeah and i i feel like that's the thing all right so i don't actually think this movie is realistic from everything i've 
learned about, I guess uh, uh, maybe, maybe I'm being naive, but one thing I do know about subs and I don't know much, Tom, mm-hmm. <clears throat> I don't they know. They go much, underwater. That's one thing I know about. Is subs. that they go underwater. Yeah. No, I, I read that subs are actually like psychologically speaking, the easiest on people like to be on a sub. So you'd never have someone like Gene Hackman on a sub uh, because you're basically begging for a, I don't know, the shining situation in a sub where it's like, let's put a bunch of guys in a metal tube, put them underwater and they won't get to see the sun for months. Also, I'm going to be a real hard ass on them. And Mm -hmm. it's like, no, you're not. You're absolutely not. Maybe that's something that's changed over the years, but they learned that's like, yeah, if like if there was any risk of suicide in any department of the army, subs are the highest because it's just a nightmare. It's It's a nightmare. It's the Navy, Dave. It's the Navy. What did I say? You said army. Whatever, man. Look, what did I say? I don't know much about subs. Yeah. Wait. All I know is that uh, I, I, that's what I've heard. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm totally wrong. It just seems unrealistic to have Gene Hackman feels like uh, an, an unrealistic monster, which isn't really a criticism of, of this film because I love this film. Yeah, it's a great film. It's a great film. <laughs> yeah. This is peak mid 90s uh, war propaganda, but with a tiny bit of a conscience of uh, political thriller. Yeah. Uh, perfect. Yeah. Perfect. But no notes. I mean, I mean, it's it's actually it really, honestly, it really is a pretty good movie. Honestly, well, it's it's a great idea. Yeah, it's the sort of thing where again, peak like maximum drama. Where it's uh, so we haven't even explained what the movie is. Denzel is is friends with Vigo. Uh, their their kids know it's each other. Interesting that that's where you start. Yeah, well, that that is <laughs> important. Denzel is that's friends important. with Vigo. <laughs> yeah, there's seeing there's this magician Tom. There's a magician, you see. All right. Uh, um, I've got things to do today, Dave. So in the interest of time, <laughs> what happens is is uh, there's a there's a incident where uh, a, Sovi- a, a, a pro-Soviet general played by Daniel Von Bargen uh, seizes yeah. control of a uh, Russian military base on the coast that is also has a submarine depot and their, some of their missiles. So he has access to both submarines and some nukes. And he's like, if anybody tries to come in here breach our perimeter and and fight my rebellion i'm gonna launch these nukes so uh gene hackman's submarine has to get uh sent over there to 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 be able to respond in case there is a nuclear threat denzel gets added to the crew as the xo because gene hackman's normal xo comes down with appendicitis so he's an unfamiliar new presence on gene hackman's crew uh tensions are high because they have different uh philosophies about uh being in command basically uh and, and about about following orders, yeah. like we were saying as denzel puts it in the age of nukes war is the enemy right yeah and he's not wrong no he's 100 uh, percent correct yeah and and so it's this weird like yeah he's he's a hippie he's a hippie guy he's like he's like a hippie submarine guy and gene hackman he's the old school he he's actually seen shit not like this fucking uh you know, this educated type of this, this, you know, this smart guy coming in. Uh, and so that's, that's the, the essential, I bring up Vigo because Vigo is also on the sub. And I think there's an element of this about like people turning into animals almost during while they're on the sub. Like there's this idea that before and after we see it, it's like civilization, it's society, 
uh, they're back in. Gene Hackman even says it like we're here to preserve democracy, not practice it. And so, like, I feel like there's very much this element of like when they're on the sub, it's like they're animals suddenly. Uh, to a degree, I guess. And I think that's part of what the movie is saying about how the military works and the chain of command. And that that line from Gene Hackman is like super uh important for his character because because that's yeah. what he believes and that is like that's how the military works and there's uh, merit and value to that viewpoint it's like well in a situation like this when we're in a tin can and we don't see the sun for months and the stakes are the highest they could possibly be nuclear war uh you sort of have to remove the element right. of thinking too hard about things or questioning things like there is merit to just being like let's stick to the chain of command you just do what the captain says and you don't question it 100%. for sure i think i think what happened that the problem with this movie that i like i feel like if i saw this movie when it came out i would be more aware of this because it would feel a little more close to home because i you know would have been sentient for the cold war and all that but the problem is they're trying to present it as like a both sides thing. Um, and I don't, I don't think it ends up coming off that way because they do this no. thing with, with Gene Hackman where he's, he, you're right. He's not wrong at first. Like he runs a fire drill, right? Not a fire drill. He runs a drill right when there's a kitchen fire. Yeah. And Denzel is pissed and he's like, why would you do that? And Gene Hackman points out where the real thing isn't going to happen when everything's hunky dory and he's not wrong and a guy dies of a heart attack during it but it's like denzel kind of like you you can tell he kind of thinks it's his gene hackman's fault yeah and it's like it isn't really like and they try to make it like oh it's see it's not so black and white but then when it comes to the nuke stuff it's very black and white it's pretty (laughs) black and white like yeah in order for Gene Hackman to maintain his position of no, we're meant to follow orders and we're not meant to meant to question them. He has to be willfully stupid. Like he has to be willfully obtuse. Because the has point to, of like want to nuke them. And he I, has I, to be like I, war hungry. I think part of him is or is supposed to be because he's the old yes. generation of there always being an enemy to fight and we have to crush the enemy. And Denzel points right. out that's not the world we live in anymore. That's not you yeah. can't you can't completely eradicate an enemy because like we, like we said, he has that line where he says the enemy now is war because everybody has nukes. So you can't, it's impossible to eradicate the enemy because if you do, they'll just shoot nukes and the whole planet's dead. There's an implication and I, they don't really go into it, but he's also divorced and he has his little dog on the boat. So basically Gene Hackman, his whole life is there safe. Yeah. Whereas everybody else, it's like, we have families and shit. They're just going to get nuked. A hundred percent. So there's this, there's this element of like, he has nothing to lose. He doesn't, he like, yeah. So like he's, there's this implied darkness around him where it's not just that he wants to eradicate the enemy. He just doesn't care. Yeah. This is all like, he, this is all he knows. That's so, yeah. all he knows. That's all he's got. Yeah. He says it where he's like, back in my day they just told you to push a button and you didn't question it and so like that's very much his his weird mentality throughout yeah and they have a couple of conversations about like training horses and he's like yeah you stick a cattle prod up its ass you teach a horse to play cards i'm like that's a fucked up thing to say Uh, (laughs) but yeah this movie well hold on we're not 
we're not skipping by the horse talk. We're Tom. definitely we can't breeze pat by the horse talk too quickly. That's fair. Yeah, his first question to Denzel, they sit down. And he goes, "What's the best horse you ever rode?" I think he asks him like if what he's in what his hobbies and Denzel, are, and he, yeah. he gets to do ride motorcycles. And Denzel says, "No, I ride horses," and that's yeah. that's how they start these, talking about horses. These two dudes just happen to have one thing in common, which is they 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 know horses, uh-huh. which I've never I've never run into that in my life. And I'm I'm just so happy about that. And the movie is bookended by horse talk. Mm-hmm. And I, I love that about it. I yeah. love that. It's it's to remind us that they do have common ground, even though they disagree. Right. On some fundamental kind of the, issues that on some fundamental issues. That's kind of the problem is like there's a part at the end where they have to wait like three minutes and he starts up the horse talk and like. Like, I'd be pissed if I was one of these crew members. <laughs> it's just like, are you guys fucking playing games right now? Like, this is about nukes. Like, uh, I don't know. Like, it's a lot that of thing people, where... A lot of people should be going to jail at the end of yes. this movie. <laughs> yes. And also, I would argue that, like, of all the people who should be pointing a gun to someone's head and saying, like, if you don't do this, I'm going to kill this person, it should be Denzel. Denzel, it, it's a matter of the all life on the planet. <laughs> and so it's it's like it's it's wild how Denzel kind of yeah, by the end is just like saluting him and like, thank you, sir. And it's just like, I don't know, man, this guy almost killed everything. <laughs> he should yeah, he's he's war crimes. He's war crimes. Yeah, he should be in prison. James Gandolfini should probably be in prison. Everybody who yeah. helped him in his mutiny. James Gandolfini, he's so Gandolfini in this. He is just Tony Soprano on a submarine in this movie, yeah. which is da- which, dangerous. That's like having a that's <laughs> like having a horse on a submarine. Yeah. It's as scary as it sounds. Yeah. yeah. It's like having an and, angry bear on a submarine. Right. Yeah. You know, I don't even know why I'm I'm trying to uh, do analogies. It's like <laughs> having Tony Soprano on a submarine. <laughs> yeah. It's like having James Gandolfini. Like Imagine James. picture James Gandolfini on a submarine. <laughs> In a position of authority. Yeah. Um so yeah, what the the issue that comes up is they get they get uh, an order saying that uh, Daniel von Bargen has uh, started fueling his missiles basically so they they will be able to launch in 60 minutes if he decides to launch um so they're told to ready uh to to get ready to fire but then they get uh attacked by another submarine that's also controlled by the russian rebels um there's some cat and mouse stuff their submarine gets damaged a little bit their radio doesn't quite work during the attack they get another transmission from command telling them very clearly something about the nuclear launch it it, like they get the first couple of words nuclear missile launch is and then it cuts off yeah which is a terrible message to get horrible message um so i'm also pretty sure that's not how it would decode like but anyway um uh is so Denzel brings Gene Hackman this partial message and he's like, look, we need to verify this. It's very clearly about the the nukes. And Gene Hackman's like, nope, that's a message fragment. It's meaningless. It's jumbled. It's 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 nonsense. It doesn't mean anything. We have to stick to our original order. It's like, well, clearly that's clearly it's talking about the nukes. Yeah. Like also we clearly should verify they sent, this. Yeah, clearly they sent a new order. Yeah. So it's like they wouldn't yeah, the rules I'm sure doesn't state. If you get half message, ignore it. And then, you know, like, it's like you clearly got a new order. I'm sure there's protocol for that. Denzel also points out that, look, we're not the only sub out here. 
if they're radioing right. us and they're not getting a confirmation, they are absolutely talking to these other submarines. So like, right. it is not all on us. You know, we're not the only people out here who can respond and, and take out this threat if, if we do actually have to launch nukes. And Gene Hackman is ignoring all of that to stick yeah, to his, uh, nope, got to follow this chain of command. And so that's where... That, that's, it I falls think that's, apart. That's where the movie kind of falls apart a little bit because Gene Hackman has to be willfully uh, obtuse about this. Like he has to it, be it, ob- ignoring what the message clearly says. It falls apart morally. Obviously, as a thriller, it's glorious from beginning to end. Right? Yeah. You Don't could get just me wrong. right because you could just cast him as like a Colonel Kurtz, but that's not what they're doing. They're trying to make it seem like it's uh, they. They're trying to both make sides. it seem like it's a both sides thing, and that Gene Hackman's clearly in the wrong. But he didn't. It's, he's not doing it maliciously. It's because he really believes this, and it's like, well, that doesn't work if he if we are seeing that he's ignoring information in order to maintain his position. Yeah. That's a thing a villain does. The problem is, is that it's doing the thing that uh, us as a people right now are very sick of, which is trying to act like, well, civility is important and seeing things from both sides is important. But the problem is, much like some issues today, one of the sides is acting irrationally and violently. And it's like, we can't, you just can't do it that way. It's just, and it's, it's wild to see this exact same situation and like, the problem the problem comes down to the character Denzel at the end. Like the character Denzel at the end should just be like, "Hey, fuck you." Like that would that would work because then that's an observation about the military and chain in command and how even in the face of this man who is yeah, pretty much Kurtz, uh they're like, "Well, you're both wrong and you're both right." Like that would be a good comment on the military, you yeah. know what I mean? If if Denzel like at the end quit or something like that. Right. And he was like, this is fucked up. Right. But even Denzel, our hero, is like, yep. He's like, ha ha. He like smiles yep. and salutes Gene Hackman. That's the last thing yeah. he does to salute. As Gene Hackman like, walks into the sunset and it's like, what the fuck? Uh, there goes a hero. He's also, just an old, an old dog that has to be put out to pasture now because he's, yep. he's done his time. Also, I would, I would argue that something we didn't know at the time, so I can't blame us, a uh, very naive sense of how Gene Hackman would act in the face of being proven wrong because at the end they finally get the message um and he's just like well you were right i was wrong i'll be in my quarters and like he's just like yeah i'm, I'm a fair you know i'm a fair man and it's like we n- kind of know that people like this aren't that yeah. <laughs> like they 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 actually in the face of reality will double down so like Honestly, he would be like, ah, no, it's a Russian message. Like, he would find any reason that that's what we've learned now is that, like, it's that Sorkin esque yeah. um, optimism of, like, oh, once they see the error of their ways, they'll, they'll certainly just, tip yeah. their hats. There's a lot of yeah, Sorkin like, in no. this. Like, in the beginning, yeah. the incident gets kicked off because Daniel Von Bargen's villainous uh, Russian general character goes on television and announces that he's going to shoot nukes if anybody fucks with them. And it's right. like, uh, it's, they treat it like a huge deal because of course it is. Uh, yeah. And it's like, that's the whole reason they get sent on this mission in the first place. Flash forward to 20 years later when Donald Trump, the American president, is just casually saying, talking about nukes like every fucking day on the news. Yeah, exactly. He's talking about nuke and hurricanes. <laughs> yeah, talking about nuke and hurricanes. And we're all like, ah, like, oh, sure, man. Talking sure, about great. fire and fury and shit. And it's like, yeah. it's so, it's like quaint in some of the, in it's some quaint. instances. Uh, but yeah. 
It's part of it's uh, so for the record, it's part of why I love these things. This Jack Ryan, um, a few good men, which is Sorkin all the way. Um, I love this shit. I eat it up. And part of the reason I do is because I find it hilariously naive. It's always it's fantasy. It's this fantasy version of America where like like America, the American president is another one that's also Sorkin where it's like where the president stands for something like the scene in an American president where he bombs something overseas and he like mourns the janitor who he's bombing. And it's like, yeah, that's something the president does. Like it, it's so it's such a delightfully naive view of our military and our government that like, it's almost like escapism where it's like, Ooh, what if it was like, what this? if it was I'm like guarantee this? Yeah. It was never like this. There was no, there was no time in uh, American history where anything was like this. So it like does this thing where it's both like uh, observes that we have too much power, that nukes are bad, that one man on a submarine could, start a holocaust a nuclear holocaust and at the same time it still manages to be hilariously naive and i it's delightful yeah the way it ends with gene hackman retiring early and you know recommending denzel for command uh to be to be like oh no hard feelings i'm a magnanimous dude i was wrong and i accept that i was wrong um like all of that isn't necessarily false like i feel like if this incident did happen they would probably let their you know 25 year navy uh captain veteran with all these friends in high places he would probably get to retire early oh absolutely um but like it's really denzel again it's denzel's reaction right so naive so but so the movie ends with denzel pleased with this decision so it's telling us that it's a good thing that gene hackman got to retire early when like yeah, in order for this movie, uh, like that's yeah, that's the most naive thing it does. I I, I think in, yeah. in in treating that like it's the uh, like a good outcome, and it's like no 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 no. Everyone, yeah. Gene Hackman, Gandolfini, his two other little goons that helped him do his mutiny, uh, they all <laughs> need to be in fucking prison, dishonorable yeah. discharge in prison. Like, come right. on. <laughs> Yeah, it's hilarious. It's just it's two ways of observing movies like this. It's the how naive they are, but also yeah. I can't. There's no denying the fact that this movie, uh, much like a courtroom drama, is edge of your seat. I am edge of my seat watching this shit. Oh, yeah. Right? Hell yeah! And all it is is a bunch of actors standing, staring at screens. That's it. There's no action. Well, there is a little action. Um, there's some gun stuff, but it's it's just people looking at screens, s- screaming at each other, mm-hmm. and like life or death. It's I fucking love it. I love that shit. Yeah, it's just very tense uh, characters yelling at each other a few inches from each other's faces. That's yeah. most of the film. Yeah, exactly. It's um, oh man, it, it's. <sighs> <laughs> It's kind of beautiful. It's like it's like a stage play. Like you could make this as a stage play. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's there's not. I don't know too much more what to talk about about this film. It's. Uh, I mean, it's. Well, it's just it's part of that genre. It's, yeah, it's, it's a it's a good example of that genre too. I, I still I think this is an effective film. I really do. I think it works oh, as a thriller. It's, it's just morally naive. You know, it's yeah. Like, again, like all of its kind, it's. It was a part made for Denzel. Like Denzel versus Gene Hackman 
is is perfect. Yeah, uh, and they have really good scenes together because of course they do. Of course they. Would. Yeah, they're they're both amazing actors. Um, it's. Mm, mm. <laughs> Fabrizio. Fabrizio in there. Oh, man, he fares a lot better in this than he does in Titanic or The Rock. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, the uh, the weird comic books talk. Denzel is into comic books and horses. And Star Trek. Which, and Star Trek. Yeah, he's like a weird horse nerd in this. Yeah. It's, it's, it's. Well, the, so, idea, the idea is he's an academic. Even though right. he's even though he's he's Denzel and you know <laughs> yeah it's de- it's definitely one of those situations where Denzel isn't really playing it as an academic and I don't care well he's playing it I as Denzel yeah, and I didn't mean to suggest that Denzel doesn't come off as an academic it's that Denzel comes off as a badass and that's not really what they want you to think of the character uh, at least it doesn't seem like that's the way it was written but it still works the way Denzel plays him yeah okay so this is again I I bet I'd be a lot less forgiving of this movie when it when it came out because that it it does there should be like he should actually start as an ap- ac- academic like he should be a nerd he that's, should be kind of a coward that's what that would have been yeah that's more that would have been a character arc. Yeah, yeah for sure it should be it seems like the character was initially conceived to be played by somebody like uh shit now i can't pull a name um some kind of nerd, some yeah. kind of fucking nerd. Yeah, some some uh, some, some kind of nerd. Uh, shit. Oh lord. Yeah. Why can't I think of any nerdy lead actors right now? <laughs> I don't know, man. Um, I mean, it could honestly Denzel could do it. He just have to change. He has to change like, the way he's is, he's perform. It, it seems like okay. He, all, right, just, all right, all right, all right, all right. I got, it, I got, it, I got it. Uh, it seems like a character that would be played by Tom Hanks. Yes. Um, That's perfect because Denzel comes off uh he usually portrays a lot more authority and he's just he's 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 always denzel to a degree so he's always a little bit badass um that's the thing he's just denzel through and through so like at no point i mean i'm still edge of my seat but the moment gene hackman's bullying him i'm just like watch it gene hackman he's gonna punch you yeah he's denzel it's he's gonna slap you like yeah it's a great scene and it was in the trailers i remember them vividly but uh, when gene hackman gets out of the brig and recruits his little mutiny guys and goes back to the bridge to take the launch key from Denzel and he starts punching him in the face and Denzel just puts the key around his neck and won't give it to him. That's great scene. But also, yes, and, and as it starts, when, when Gene Hackman walks up there and first punches Denzel in the face, I was like, I wouldn't have done that, Gene Hackman. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck are you doing, man? It's Denzel. You he's don't like, know much about this guy, but you know he's Denzel. He's 20 years younger than you and he's Denzel Washington. <laughs> right, right. Like he he's he can beat the crap out of you at any moment. <laughs> like beats what? you up with a with a with a glance. Yeah. Like. I don't know what was gonna happen when those three minutes are up. I guess that's the point. But like when, uh, I think three, it would involve th- th- yeah. Denzel kicking the crap out of Gene Hackman. Yeah, it would have been so it's like, okay, your three minutes are up. He's like, Okay, you can try to take the key off my neck. Yep. Gene Hackman has that old man scariness. Oh yeah. That is definitely it's definitely, you know, it's there, but oh, when, don't, get, don't get me wrong. I, I it, under most circumstances, Gene Hackman would not be a person I would want to run afoul of. Right. I wouldn't want to get in a fight with Gene Hackman, but he's got that old ener- old man energy where it feels like he'd bite you. Oh, hell yeah. Um, like if Headbutts, I had to pick who- eye gouging. Yeah. Like if I had to pick who to fight, 
He's probably got like Man, a this... bottle opener in his pocket that he'll start gouging you with. Right. Since he, since Gene Hackman's older, this is weird. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this, and it's it's strategic. If I had to choose between fighting Denzel Washington and Gene Hackman, I would fight Denzel Washington, not because I think I'd win, but because I think I'd lose better. Like in the sense that Denzel, once I'm crying and pathetic, would walk away. Yeah, Whereas you'd Gene have a, Hackman, you got a clearer sense of the rules of engagement with Denzel Washington. Yeah. Like Denzel Hackman, will stop beating the shit out of you once you have, once you are defeated. Yeah, I, Gene Hackman would like go immediately for an artery. He'd like smash a bottle, you know, like and like he'd bite. He'd sl- he'd slit open arteries. Yeah. He'd like stepping he'd on go your neck. For, yeah, he he because he's got that old man anger. He's going to try to keep you down for good. And he wants your precious life because he's old. Denzel has nothing to prove. And so, like, yes, Denzel could beat me to death easily. Easily. Even old Denzel, I feel like. I feel like especially Um, old Denzel. (laughs) Yeah, but I think he'd, like, unlike Gene Hackman, when I'm blubbering and I'm, like, the snot's coming out, and I'm like, please, Denzel, please, he would walk away. He'd be disgusted with my display. Mm -hmm. Whereas Gene Hackman would just finish me off. Yeah. Yeah. Like Mortal Kombat. he just tear your head and spine out. Yeah, exactly. So, like, these two going at it in their primes... Which I do believe it's both of their primes. Yeah, this, this era Gene, Gene Hackman, Hackman's older. Yeah, this this like late eighties, early to mid nineties Gene Hackman. I do agree. It's like prime Gene Hackman. Right, it's, and it, I, at the it's height so of his funny. powers. It's so funny that Vigo's there. I, I do want to talk about Vigo's character because he's also a character where if I was Denzel, I'd be like, we're not friends anymore, oh, and would, they probably would, won't be. He would go to prison too if I if I, he would. If I was Denzel. Yeah. Because they do this weird thing where Vigo like actually de- helps with the mutiny and then like changes his mind and tries to refuse, um, and then and then um, Gene Hackman puts a gun to his friend's fucking head and is like, "Open the safe with the codes or whatever." I don't first, know. First to Vigo's head. Yeah, and Vigo's like, "Yeah, what are you gonna do about it? Like, if you kill me, nobody gets in the safe." And then he he has to put it to someone else's head, and Vigo has to be like, "Okay, fine." But like his his family's on the line here. Like, yeah, I don't know. It's 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 a great scene. It's really fucked up and intense. But like, yeah. it's uh yeah. Uh, Vigo's still like he fucked up. And then and then like at the end, Denzel like makes an appeal to him because he has to. But after that, I wouldn't. You know. Yeah. No. Our, ki- our kids are not hanging out anymore after this. Vigo. No, I'm sorry. Yeah. That's awkward. That's real awkward. They they're gonna get home and it's gonna be like. It's gonna be real awkward. Yeah. Again, that's why I think it was very important to have the beginning. Yeah. And have like him saying goodbye to his family and all that to really hammer in like what's at stake yeah. with all of no, this. No, hundred percent. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was really good. Yeah. No, I was really just I was film. just questioning you beginning your plot summary with Denzel and Vigo are friends. Well, it's mm-hmm. important. <laughs> It is. I'm it's not disagreeing important. that it's important. Okay. I'm not disagreeing it, well, that it's I guess, important. Yeah, I guess what's surprising to me is it's less important than I thought it was going to be. Also, Tony Soprano and his um his movie trivia hazing that was weird. Yeah, it's just, that it, never I, shows back up. Well, it's to set up his character as being a dickhead. Yes. Oh yeah. No. No. I figured it yeah. out. It's just funny. It's just, just a dickhead. What's a weird? Yeah. It's again. It's he's that guy, and I think he should leave doing the jazz musician stuff. Yeah, where he's like, you don't know these old actors, and it's like, shut up, James Gandolfini. Exactly. Yeah, he's yeah. It's 
it's a it's a meaningless test he's just doing he's it. a he's a perfect dickhead it, yeah. yeah it's it's to show because he he asks one one of the sailors about it's an old ass movie i forget even which one uh and the guy's like and he's asking about like one of the supporting actors in it and the sailor's like fucking what and he's like drop down and give me 20 so it's just to show that james gandolfini is a dickhead who enjoys being in command for the wrong reasons yeah exactly and boy, is he doing maniac eyes later? Oh yeah, he is. He, it's he. It's, he wants, it's just Tony Soprano on a submarine. Yeah. Well, okay, <laughs> it, it isn't. It isn't because I think Tony Soprano would worry about his own preservation. James Gandolfini in this is like, I hope we all die. That's true. Like, yeah, that's, I feel that's like... the energy. That's he's like nuke, nuke America, nuke Russia, nuke this sub, everything, nuke God. <laughs> right. Like he is. Yeah. He is like in it for the pure. He's the Joker. It's so weird. I feel, yeah, you're right. Tony Soprano would be like, "Well, if we're gonna watch. If we're gonna launch these fucking nukes. We're really gonna shoot yeah. these nukes. Should we? Should we call somebody? Yeah, like yeah, like Tony Soprano would end up on the side of Denzel. He'd be like, "We should fucking yeah. call somebody before we shoot these yeah. nukes." Yeah. No, no. James got at the end when everybody cheers when they find out the nukes are called off. James Gandolfini is the only person who doesn't. Even the people who mutinied are like, "Oh, thank yeah, God. thank God, like, we're not actually <laughs> shooting nukes." Yeah. Yeah. And so that's what's so funny about it is that like Tony Soprano is the only one who genuinely um, wanted to blow up the entire world. I, I, and Gene Hackman, yeah, I guess. I guess so. Yeah, it's it's what a character. Also, speaking and of, again. Oh, go ahead. He oh, they never say what happens to him, and it's like I really want to know what happens to I feel him. Like, that's very important. I feel like most of the officers on the submarine are going to prison. I hope so. And then it, sh- it again, it's it's that weird thing that Denzel should be mad about. They're all going to prison except for the guy who incited it all. Mm-hmm. Except for the that captain. That seems familiar. Who should, yeah. who should go to super prison. Yeah, he should go to Gene Hackman prison. Yeah, send him Lex to Luthor fucking, prison. Yeah, yep. Again, yeah. Send him to Leavenworth where they're keeping the Joker. Yeah, put um, him on the raft. Yeah, hell yeah. Uh, what I was going to say is speaking of Tom Hanks earlier... Um, the uh, admiral or whoever that decides the case at the end and tells them both, so you're both right and you're both wrong is fucking Jason Robards from Philadelphia. So it's like, I don't <laughs> feel like I should listen to you. That's uh, I feel like you shouldn't be the one to adjudicate this. You're the guy who Does fired Denzel... Tom Hanks for being gay. Yeah, that's fucked up, man. Mm-hmm. Not cool, dude. It's not cool. Does Denzel... Clearly, you don't Does... know about fairness. Okay, sorry. Yeah. No, does Denzel have like a stable of like actors? Uh, because James Gandolfini is in Fallen as well. And like I don't know, I I don't know what that means. I I just like that James Gandolfini and Denzel have spent some time together. Yeah, no, I I don't know, Dave. I think it's just actors getting roles. I, I don't know, know, but it, I guess it's it's the era as well. But it's like, yeah, it doesn't matter. I want to watch Fallen. James Gandolfini was Fallen. in a lot of movies around this time, so that's true. And I always forget that about him, yeah, because obviously Sopranos like took over his career. Yeah, that's all he but did he, after that. Yeah, if it weren't for Sopranos, he'd basically just have a solid career of playing characters. He was a character character actor, actors. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he'd just be background dudes like in all these movies. So, I mean, good for him. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That's I guess that's it. That's uh, all that's, I have. That's to say. that's Crimson Tide for you. It's Crimson Tide, a bunch of pissy little army men trying to nuke the world. They're in the Navy, Dave. They're in the Navy. <laughs> it doesn't matter, It, it kind of does. Do, I, I'm not going to remember. Listen. <laughs> Navy is this boats, has nothing Dave. To do Navy with... is boats. Uh, okay. This is, but it's not a boat. It's a submarine. A submarine like a, is a type of boat. <laughs> it's like a base boat. It's like a base slash boat. 
It's like a houseboat. It is a flavor of boat. Yeah. It doesn't feel boaty to it, me. I agree it doesn't feel boaty, but if you think about it, it is a boat. <laughs> like it it's 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 the bottom half of a boat twice, you know? Yeah. Like a boat sandwich. Mm-hmm. Uh I don't know, man. Listen, I don't I, know I, much I, about boats, <laughs> but I feel like this is two bottom you. halves of a boat. I believe you. It just doesn't feel like sailing to me. Nothing about a submarine feels like sailing. That's good. That's good because it doesn't sail anywhere. Yeah. It's, it's, dri- it's, it's, it's driven by propulsion, Dave. It's, you know what I mean. I know what boating. you mean. It doesn't feel like boating. Would you go in a submarine? I don't know. I, I feel like I, I might be too tall. Like those bulkhead doors are not very uh, tall. Yeah. So I would be braining myself in every corridor that I walked through. I, I think I would go in a submarine. I just don't want to deal with the water. Mm, um, maybe you shouldn't get on a submarine. Yeah, that's the problem. Is I like the environment, but what's outside is the problem. Like I'd much rather do a spaceship. I think. Oh yeah, that's true. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Um, any other thoughts? Nope. Submarines, boats. Okay. Hey, folks. Thanks for listening. Thank you to Vincent. Ah, thank this you so good, much. Good, good pick from Vincent. Very smart pick. Strong pick. Yeah. Yep, 90s thrillers, man. That's that's yeah. where that's where keep, it's at. Keep them coming. Yep. Keep feeding us these 90s thrillers. And we'll keep shitting out podcasts. Um, uh, speaking of, we have a Patreon. Patreon.com slash Gamefully Unemployed. You can go on there uh, for $5 a month. You get exclusive access to a bunch of podcasts like Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Fox Mulder's a Maniac, Star Trek The Next Futurama, and Spielboys. Mm. Uh, for $10 a month, you can watch movies with us every Friday night. Uh, as of recording this, last Friday we watched two, two of the Star Wars prequels. So that's you know, fun, you got right? that sort of excitement. Yeah, we don't... We yeah. don't sometimes we watch... Uh uh other 90s thrillers sometimes we watch 90s thrillers yeah this is a movie we would watch we should have watched crimson tide by now it's weird that we haven't um well we will yeah we'll get this we'll get the pelican brief we'll make it a 90s denzel night um yeah or we do submarines uh, yeah submarines you do u571 yep man k19 k19 yep both of those films i believe at least k19 definitely does feature a guy getting people getting locked in uh, areas of Of course running you gotta make some widows. It's, uh, it's Peter Sarsgaard in K nineteen. Is K nineteen called like? I assume it's not like it's official. The Widowmaker. That would be amazing. To I have a submarine called the Widowmaker. I don't know. Sorry. Um. Sorry. I think it's maybe the missile that it has. Uh, uh, okay. Anyway, um, we also have a store. Head over to gamefulemployed.com. Uh, where you can find a link to our Teespring store. We have all kinds of cool original artwork and designs you can get on T-shirts, mugs, stickers, posters, and a bunch of other things. So check that out check it out imagine so really like there's a weapon called the widow that's like making a fucking weapon called the orphan factory mm-hmm. that's bleak it's pretty that's sweet real bleak. yeah yeah orphan gobbler yeah <laughs> orphan gobbler we don't have a bomb no, no, that's it called makes that orphan. Yeah. yeah it's the uh, it, it like it, it's it, an it, orphan it, churner it creates orphans dave and then it destroys them right right it does both yeah, yeah, yeah. very efficient <laughs> very efficient stuff delicious orphans mm-hmm. 